Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome back to After Buzz TV. Oh, it's the Christmas special as is cued by the music. This is the Flash After Show. It's the yeah, finale called the Running to Stand Still. And guys, the gang's all here. Let's do some quick <laughs> intros before we start. awesome. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, I'm Michael Andrew. You can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew. Michael E-A-L. Awesome. I'm Jeffrey Masters. I tweet from Jeff Masters 1. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Awesome, and we have a special guest. It's Paul Ashton, friend of the show. Hey guys, how are you? I'm Paul. It's good to be here. It's good to be back on Afterbus yes. TV. Had a bit of a, uh, from one of these shows, it's been like a couple of years. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, Thanks for I, requesting this intro song. I yes, appreciate it. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Get in the spirit. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Captain Pash. That's C-A-P-T-A-I-N-P-A-S-H. <laughs> Paul Ashton, Pashton, awesome. Pash. That's where that comes yeah, from. Yeah, so nice. Paul is a former host. He's a fan of The Flash. And you also directed Daniel Panamaker in a movie, right? I did. That's another reason why I'm here. I, I directed a feature film called This Isn't Funny that Kevin Undergar and Maria Menounos are producers on. Oh, we know that. Um, yeah, you might have heard of those. And Danielle, um, who's an old friend of mine, uh, does a hilarious cameo in it. Just did us a favor and came and, and worked with us for a day. Oh my god! And so, um, and so we were talking, and uh, I hadn't been on this show before, so I thought it was a great way to say to any of the, the you know Danielle Panabaker fans out there, this is a, a movie that she's in, and um, and Kevin and Maria produced it. It's called This Isn't Funny. It's about a female stand-up comedian. Um, with uh, anxiety disorder yeah. uh, and it's sort of a rom-com uh, there's a lot of stand-up through it there's also some you know serious stuff but it's basically a lot of fun that's awesome and where can people see that? Uh, iTunes go to iTunes right now and just and just search right this. now right now <laughs> well not right now in about 45 minutes from now <laughs> uh, when, yeah, and, and just search This Isn't Funny and you'll find it we're also on Facebook or on, on Twitter you can hit me or Katie um, uh, my my uh, uh, Partner in Crime, who co-wrote it and stars in it. As um, a fan of hers and as a fan of yours, I can give my ringing endorsement. The movie is amazing, and she does have a great cameo. You did such an excellent job with it. Thanks. I watched it multiple times, and it's actually, really good. Actually, Roxy was like at one of the very first screenings and helped us with notes and everything. So you had a big part in it, getting it to where it was as well. Not so. a big part, but I, I'm yeah. very impressed by it. It's a really Thanks. great movie. You guys should definitely check it out, especially yeah. Flash fans. Yes, yeah. go see Danielle. Totally. Yeah. And speaking of Danielle, we don't want to make any promises we can't keep, so we're going to make 
like like a half promise, like an eighty nine percent promise. Uh, Danielle might call into the show tonight. It will be a Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> so I mean, it's amazing. It's one. You said, Roxy, it's one year to the day. Okay, how strange is that? I woke up this morning and I remembered that a year ago, as of today, Jeff and I actually interviewed Danielle Panabaker on After Buzz TV for a Spotlight mm-hmm. On. We did a long form interview with her. We talked about Flash and everything else she's been involved in. That was one year ago today. So this is like a very special anniversary episode. Right. Yeah. So well, what we know is that right now she's in Vancouver shooting. Late night, they're trying to finish the day. It's in a warehouse. It's raining. Um, she's going to try and get a break to call in to say hello. Um, but if she doesn't, we know that she's thinking about Afterbuzz anyway. And um, I, you know, she just wanted to support the show and and the film. And she's amazing like that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I hear she yeah. threatened the director. Like, if you don't let me out on time to call <laughs> Afterbuzz, I'm walking. Just say I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's awesome. <laughs> so we're going to keep our fingers crossed from that. Uh, guys, last week it was the crossover episode that we saw. We weren't together for the part two of the crossover. What did everybody think about that? About the arrow side of it? Yes. Because it was a continuation of the story. I thought that the the first episode was stronger than the second one, so I was really glad that we were here to break it down on this show, but I still liked a lot of parts of the second episode, uh, and it leaves me having questions for Team Arrow over there. Hmm. Um, I am on the other side of that, where I felt like the arrow side had uh, it 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 was allowed to have a little more uh, emotional like pauses, I'd say, because like the flash side is all about the like fun raucousness of it, and so they got to have their fun, and then the arrow mm-hmm. side was allowed to kind of take their their time for some thought and and like set up the next series. So I thought that was really interesting. I. Agree with both of you. I more so agree with Tari, <laughs> only because I like the emotional part, and I really enjoyed. And I thought we we're gonna see more of it in today's Flash episode about the, the going through time. Even though they kind of mentioned him yeah. going through the time stream, and the fact that he did it again, him ghosting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he went back, and like after witnessing like like mass death of like all the other heroes, and but I did, I, did, I, I, would, I was expecting them to talk about it more in this episode of the Flash. I thought yeah. it was gonna lead into this, like oh he went back in time, so he's probably this probably gonna do something with Zoom. We already had too many tears tonight, though. It was like we yeah. can't mess with that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's crying on set today. Yeah, but wow. I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with Roxy that for me, part one was stronger. Yeah. I don't want to nitpick, but part two's fight scenes, I don't know if they were like edited. Poor, I won't say poorly, like let more poor than what we usually see. But there's a lot of like uh, Arrow gets the staff taken from his arm. He like looks back at Barry because Barry is yelling, and while he's looking back, like the staff is taken from him. And there's just a lot of like stuff that felt slow to me and felt like they were acting. Jeff, I think it's just because you knew that they were going to negate any performance they gave after we saw Barry Ghost. So I was in the same boat as you. Like, it seemed like it was taking longer because we knew they were going to eliminate however many minutes it was until we got him to go back in time. So it's like, ooh, you just did that. I'm gonna be nitpicky on it because I'm like, why are you showing me this? We're gonna go back. But once we did go back, I thought that the rest of the episode kicked butt. Uh, But I think tonight's episode was the best maybe of all three. I really oh, yeah. love tonight's uh, episode. Oh, definitely. Yes. Also, who was expecting to see the weather wizard come back? Not me. <laughs> Captain Cold and uh, uh, Heat Wave, I always expect to kind of come totally, back. Yeah. But weather wizard, that was a surprise. That was cool. Because he was in the first episode, right? Uh, uh, midway through the Oh, his season. brother was yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. We saw the Martin brothers in the first episode, but it was when we saw uh, Captain Cold break them out of that truck 
right. that we saw yeah. Martin last, I think. Yeah. And he's got revenge on the brain, right? He's trying to avenge his, the death of his bro, so... Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And just, like, how much fun is it to see the weather wizard and Trickster and Captain Cold together? Yeah. What are we calling this trio? Rogues Gallery. I mean, yeah, they're part of the Rogues Gallery. Yeah, but they they've broken off. They're just the three of them. So, except the the one thing that that got me in the episode is that Snart kind of like got away. Like he he came and sold them out a little bit, and 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 let Barry know kind of was a double agent, but right. then he wasn't there. At the end, he just like he kind of like seemed to. Did we? See, we didn't see him again, right? Right. No. I think it was this. That's the send off. They needed a reason to get him free again to go do the. The League of, uh, sorry. The, yeah, but, the Legend of Tomorrow. Oh, the other show. The other show. The League of Tomorrow. So, the Google Legend of Tomorrow, and, but they let him go, and he was still, they still kept his bad assery, you know? Yeah. So that's why he didn't fully help, but he's still kind of a hero, so he's still questionable, and that's probably an arc they're gonna do in that show. Yeah. I think they played his character perfect in tonight's episode. It was enough, like, I care about you, Flash, and I'm not gonna just be part of murdering you, but it also was like, I'm not gonna help you because I am not a hero yet. Mm-hmm. And we know eventually we're gonna have to get him to that hero status on Legends of Tomorrow if he's going to be working with Hawk Girl, Hawkman, etc. Uh, but that was really, really cool to see him at least jump in a little bit to help Barry and I, I was yeah. impressed. I yeah. liked his line. He said, "He's the secret Santa." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and ho ho! Like, how many amazing Christmas puns were there? Yeah. How many yeah, times yeah. could someone say "Merry Christmas" like an evil, evil person? <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like a horror movie, and tonight, yeah. <laughs> totally. I know, Paul. I saw you giggling when uh, Trickster was in the Santa costume. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that like when he pulled down the beard. Yeah, evil grin. But you kind of sounded like Trickster. Like you and Trickster were both laughing together, and I was like, "Oh my god, is Paul evil?" I, I think you could have called called the episode "100 Kids, 100 Bombs." <laughs> that, that actually would have worked. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. See it. it was pretty dark. I enjoyed it. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yes, but Trickster is just like singing on TV. Like that's the villain that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. That scene was everything. And just sorry, he's always been a cheesy character, yeah. but having the uh-huh. amped up Christmas aspect, it was just like it was just like the most fun villain for me to watch all yeah. season. I, I was gonna say that I thought he was super cheesy, but he balances his cheese with. It just feels so natural. His cheesiness mm-hmm. feels authentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just really... There wasn't a moment where he did something extra over the top, and I was like, all right, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the the last week's Flash, where there were a few moments where we were talking about the dialogue, where we were like, all right, that's kind of... It's a little iffy. Like, everything he said was over the top, but it still felt... I still felt it. Right. Well, because I feel like he... Com- oh, sorry. He, I feel like he commits to it really hard, mm-hmm. to where, like, essentially, even if even if his uh, the line itself is like super cheesy he finds a way to make it to where you're like yeah that's exactly what that character would do I would expect nothing less because he is the most ridiculously talented well trained Mark Hamill that there's ever been so you know the most trained Mark Hamill (laughs) there's an untrained Mark Hamill out there (laughs) a lot of them apparently (laughs) so sad let me have that one just give it to me Uh, I just think he's brilliantly talented so I think he can make anything sound pretty good coming out of his mouth and like you guys said he nailed it the cheese felt like what's less than cheese yeah I think it's been really apparent the actors who can handle the (laughs) sensual chocolate Uh, they can handle the size of it 
Mm-hmm. Right. He's big. They can, you know, he's, he can handle the size. Absolutely. Okay, I didn't know what we were talking about for a second when you said that. And I was like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> it's a family show. show. <laughs> yeah. No, he can handle it, but also he's been practicing. He's been the trickster on the cartoons for years, right? No, Joker. Well, he's been the Joker, yes. Oh, yeah. excuse me. The but Joker. He, but, but, he was, but it's yeah. similar lines. It feels like the, an homage to the Joker. Absolutely. Right. And his does. face is so wizened. You know, it's like so... Like you know, like like it's like a mask. He's he's, a, he's an old guy now. You know what I mean? And they've obviously accentuated with makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to recognize him at first, almost. Yeah. So and that haircut. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I loved watching the juxtaposition of him uh, with Weather Wizard because Weather Wizard was so different and and almost seemingly normal, but then just like that that classic muhahaha yeah, yeah. villain. So that was cool to watch them work off each other. And I really appreciated that they made them fighting together, three of them. Because if you get three people like that together, they're not going to compromise, you know? Right. They're not going to shake hands and like skip off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the power dynamic continually shifts. Who's the middleman? Who's the broker? Who's about to fight? Like that's yeah. kind of... And then the trick's mm-hmm. just... The trick's just brokering the piece all of a sudden. And so that's just... That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 Um, I also love that we got our... I feel like this is the first like, let's kill the Flash... Uh, specific episode. Like, usually it's someone's being, uh, someone's doing something and the Flash has to stop them. Or someone is sent to the Flash, uh, in order to fulfill some kind of plan. But this is the first time where they're like, Flash is our enemy. We hate him. And I love that aspect mostly because it's super comic booky. And what's yeah. so crazy about that, which we will talk more about later, is that we actually find out, even though all season we thought Let's Kill the Flash was Zoom's plan, we actually find out that wasn't what Zoom was doing. So even though this was our first Let's Kill the Flash episode, it was actually our first Let's Not Kill the Flash episode, too. Right. And, okay. And actually, if they if they weren't trying to kill the Flash, like if, if uh, the Weather Wizard wasn't trying to kill the Flash, they probably would have got Captain Cold on their side. The, the, the re- what would he have been? What would he have broken them out to do that? No, just like, like, hey, we're gonna rob a bank. We need your help. And then when the flash comes, then kill him. But oh. if he if he had a different motivation, Kevin Cole probably would have would have helped. Yeah. But the sheer fact that they're gonna kill Barry, he was like, ah, yeah, I kind of like him now. They have a deal. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have a deal together. And there's a little, there's some there's some warm heart underneath that ice cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> cheese. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Nice, cool Top cheese. <laughs> okay, guys, we have to talk about it. Yes. We have to talk about Mr. Jiggle Wiggle. <laughs> Do we? I, I just want to, before we comment, before we give our opinion on this, I, we just need to specify that what ended up happening was that the trickster put Mr. Jiggle Wiggle in the reflection oh. of the camera to, when they were shooting at Cena's eye, and this is a teddy bear that was mm-hmm. made only in Central City. Mm-hmm. No, it, one of the factories was in Central City. One of the factories was right. Central City. And they positioned that to be reflected because they knew the Flash would see the reflection. That's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just so interesting because this was a typical teddy bear. It's not like this was a very <laughs> distinct doll that's like, I, I would remember, oh, my dad got this for me back in the day, like a pageant Barbie or whatever those things are. It was a t- very average teddy bear. I took it, uh, well... The way it looked, I guess, but I took it that it was one of like it was like a Teddy Ruxpin, right? Something mm-hmm. like one of those like authentic like you everyone had a Teddy Ruxpin type of old yeah. school toy. So that's what I took it as. That's true. I, I guess I'm just spoiled these days. Like <laughs> toys now are so different looking. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of a typical teddy bear. But I get that like it's toys and this trickster kind of like fits the motif. But why couldn't it have been like a sign that they read from the backwards? And it wasn't like anything specific to Central City. It was just like Bear Hollow Road. And you're like, oh, Bear Hollow, of course. 
You know, it just it felt like a little bit of a, like a writer writing this. Because I me. really think they want to get us uh, to start thinking about Patty, who says that her dad used to buy things for her, and then um, Tom Cavanaugh, who says that he used to buy this teddy bear for his daughter, and like yeah, I think that they're trying a, to mess with us. There was definitely something right. there. Some connection between Jesse and Patty and the dads, and... I wrote... Really? I wrote Patty. I wrote Patty is Harry's daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like sponta- spontaneously when she was about to say that. I was like, hang on, I don't know why that makes sense. Because they're the same <laughs> age... Her daughter. But is it Parallel Earth universes. Earth one. That's what I started thinking. I, I don't even know if you necessarily if there's necessarily a relation there, but I do think that maybe at some point Harry will see Patty in the same way he sees Jesse, like save her, protect her. Something's going on where they wanted our brains to be our, our wheels to be turning. About I that hope. I hope so because if not, it's a really big hope. That the trickster had that they would see this like reflection. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a long, long yeah, and that's a massive plot point that is like banking on the fact that like hopefully he'll see our reflection. I don't know. I think it doesn't bother you. Uh, well, I mean, the Flash has, uh, and it's kind of common knowledge that the Flash has a team behind him, and I think that the the clue was specific enough to where he figured the Flash would get it, but the police wouldn't be wouldn't uh, get it as fast. So then that way you're essentially hitting your target demographic um, without <laughs> other interference. Okay. My question is, my question was, why couldn't the Flash run out of that... The uh, dreidels. Uh, r- r- yeah, r- r- run out of the warehouse with her. Like, why, why, why did he say... He was I surrounded. He was surrounded by the dreidels. By the yeah. bombs? He could yeah. just, like... Run out before they blew up because they're all like this. Because they're all like. Oh, so if you touch them, they blow up. Yeah, probably thing? one of the. Yeah, yeah. Yet he's very fast. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would have thought like yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't his wouldn't his like speed beat the like speed of combustion? I'll give them <laughs> this one. That's a good point. This wasn't the qualm that I had in terms of logistics in this episode. I had a bigger magnet issue oh, later. <laughs> on. Oh, the magnet. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. that. All right, we'll but get to the, for this that one. Was... I thought it was smart. He propellered arms yeah. out of there. <laughs> but I love that uh, that, that Patty looks at him and says, I'm seeing somebody. Yeah. Says, yeah. me too. Yeah. Yes, I die for them. Are we considering that a new power? Because he was, in essence, flying. No. Uh, I mean, no, he's always been able to do that. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, just did it downwards as opposed to towards his enemy. Right. I so. thought that the, the bombs were going to separate when he did that. Like, I thought he was going to windmill thought, them away. Yeah, I thought he was going to do that, too. But, also, you know, why didn't he do like that then to chase, uh, chase the, the weather? Okay, he can't do it fast enough, I guess. Right. To, yeah. To chase weather wizard. Yeah, he can't <laughs> yeah. fly like weather wizard can, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. that was a really that was a new power we saw him do with uh, chasing weather. weather that wizard. was pretty awesome. That was cool watching him go up and down the buildings and then jump off the propeller. Like, oh yeah, that, that was, was kind of awesome great. shot. I loved watching that. That was dangerous. I went, I, when he <laughs> did that, I was like, "What are you doing, Barry? Just just clear the the. Why are you gonna jump on a propeller? Because if you miss it, yeah. there goes your leg. <laughs> like I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, I get that. Barry, don't hold back. Yeah, just just run under it, man. You don't need to jump the helicopter." But it's, it's funny like what it's funny board. what science fiction what science fiction elements you can accept and yeah. what others don't don't feel okay. Right. Yeah. You know, so the magnets cool with flying, not cool with magnets. I know. <laughs> I guess it's when it's is it when it's explained enough? It's set up enough. I, yeah, I guess. Like the magnet scene, they kind of had that back and forth for a second right. that threw me off. Like you you know what I mean, man? And I was like. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, they're all connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for me, I don't need an explanation, but I need consistency. Like, if he got his way out of the trap once the same way, like, I need him to be able to bring that power back. Yeah. Right, whatever laws of physics you establish make them Yeah, consistent. right, yeah. That works. I mean, that's the whole thing about science fiction, is establishing rules and then being able to justify them within the world. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's why the bomb thing is so hard, because even their, like, science mumbo-jumbo was like, ah, not as sound as you would want it to be. Yeah. Right. It's like, listen, guys, we just, we just need a way out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they did that where it was a hundred kids. Like, they could have just made it one, and I feel like Barry still would have not risked the one, and then they just sent the one bomb up. Like, they all they had to do was find the one bomb. Why did they make it a hundred so they had to explain that to us? It have been 52 kids. <laughs> Just to, keep, right. just to co- keep it continuity. Right. You know? it's, so, it's so weird to me. I think it's just that, like, realistically, how many, like, presents could they have wrapped? And then have, how many could they have given to children? Yeah, yeah but if they, don't you think Barry would have done the exact same thing if they said, there's one kid out there that has this bomb? Yeah, it's, just ten, it's just 10xing it. It's they just like, found one. It just right. makes it more Yeah, but when they did that, then they had to explain the whole freaking magnet thing. Yeah. Which was like... Oh, okay. What if the person lived way outside the city? Is the magnet going to go? They've been driving? I, I, that was just the strangest thing <laughs> yeah. to me. So strange. It, that The way they explained it was a little bit out of my like science understanding, too. <laughs> that like you're reversing the polarity of one bomb and it'll attract a hundred bombs. That's what they were banking on. Yeah. They are banking on us to be like, huh? I mean, yeah. All right. The, <laughs> the only thing that I could think of to like make it make sense is if... Once it hit the singularity, essentially anything with a similar property that resonates at the same uh, wavelength. Whoa, whoa, what are you yeah. talking about, I brother? Know, I know, <laughs> I'm getting way sciencey. But nothing um, else but the bombs was at that same wavelength and had the same bunch of forks and like correct. Yes. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Like I was expecting maybe if they're going to do that, a refrigerator, like something, <laughs> yeah. like, just start going. But no, I was like, I was picturing Wizard of Oz moment here. Everything's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't happen. I would have liked to see that. Mm. It would have been quite funny. Yeah. This is like the other fridge. I didn't expect this. No, we ruined the city. (laughs) Everything goes up and explodes. (laughs) Like the bubbles off the Christmas trees. Yeah. (laughs) The ornaments. Did you call them bubbles? I love it. Bubbles. Yeah, ornaments. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Different different, different language. (laughs) Um, So when he was given the proposition, this waving of scales of saving the hundred kids... Or letting us kill you. I wanted the team to chime in in his ear and be like, yo, we can figure this out. Like, don't give up. They left him hanging. Yeah. They didn't say anything until they were like, we've got it. I was thinking, like, he's getting his butt kicked on the ground. Say something motivational, like, hang in a little longer, Bear. You got this. I know, yeah, I noticed that too. I think it was just silent. Maybe they've done it so often together. They, they read each other. You know, mm-hmm. they've fought so many villains that when it came down to it, they were just like, all right, don't worry, I got you. Yeah. You know? They have a That's certain amount of with. trust. I think also yeah. they, there's only a certain amount of real estate in the show, right? right. To get, and they had to explain the magnets. They, they definitely <laughs> taped a couple minutes of them talking to him, and then were like, we don't have time for this. Yeah. We gotta cut this. The magnets, the, the magnets, the magnets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The singularity. Stick, stick with that, yeah. That's the move. It was just like a weird scene scene for me to see the Flash getting beaten up and him not sticking out for himself. Mm. Yeah, but it's so interesting that the last time we saw him in the town, he was getting raggedy and around. <laughs> and this time, he's getting his butt kicked. I'm like, all right, this kid is screwed <laughs> in this city right now. Nobody thinks he can fight back. Take some crap on car classes. <laughs> and also the wand got built really fast again, right? 
Yeah. I that think was... they had it from last time still. It, it did it, oh, right, okay. Collection no, of... They, no, no, no. They built they, it from scratch. Right. Right? Is yeah. that what they were saying? Like, because he, he had to get the help? Yeah. And... Yeah. How many times that they've created something like this, though? I think Cisco's now like bippity-boppity-boop. Like, yeah. Bippity-boppity-boop. Right. We just assumed that he's going to do it. There was no race against time with that. That could have been another element. Like, right. He also got help, though. He also got help from... Yeah, um, from Jay and yeah. Keaton. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of Caitlin, I think she's on the phone. Oh, we're getting her on the line. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hi. Danielle. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I just wrapped for the day, so I'm very happy about that. Oh, wow. Thank you for calling the whole Flash after shows here. Of course, my pleasure. Do you know that today is your one-year anniversary of being at AfterBuzz TV for your first time? Uh, I did not know that, but uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, well happy one-year anniversary. <laughs> We're excited to have you back. Well, thank you. You guys, too. I'm glad we could all share this. Of course. I don't know if you know what show or episode aired today, but it's the one where you got to kiss Jay Garrick. I, of course, know what episode aired tonight. Are you kidding? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, it's our season finale, so it was a big one. Yeah, it was a good one. We loved it. We loved having Mark Hamill back. Oh, good. Did you have a scene He's with him? He's so wonderful. I don't have any scenes with him. I didn't have any scenes with him, but I did get a chance to meet him. And he was generous enough to have T-shirts made for the crew, so he wow. was just such a gem. It was great nice. to have him back. Wait, what do you mean T-shirts made? What are on these T-shirts? I mean, we're, I have, like, a whole wardrobe of Flash t-shirts just from, like, various departments, from the special effects department and the stunt department and that sort of thing. And he had shirts made. They're black. And I think they uh, – it's about all three bad guys in, in tonight's episode. They're awesome. Wow. That's nice. so funny. So that's, like, a common thing that people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's common. I think we're lucky on our show that people have been so generous. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> nice. I want to get back to the, what Jeff said about your, your kiss with Jay Garrick. I feel like this was a long time coming, uh, but it's a huge character arc for you to move on from your fiancé. Uh, did you feel like this was too quick? Did you feel like it was just enough time, or, or how did you feel about it all? I mean, those are definitely conversations that I had with our writers just in terms of, you know, how we're going to pay respect to the relationship with Ronnie. And I think that's why it was nice that it took so long for them to finally take that first step and to kiss each other. Um, so it's nice. It's uh, I love Teddy, who plays Jay Garrick, so it's it's been fun to work with him. It's also really sweetly done. Like, mm -hmm. the mistletoe was really cute, oh. and the running jokes about the like him not knowing... You know the Earth One. What's Christmas? Yeah, no, yeah. Really, what? we, we actually we actually we actually paused at one point to try and work out. Hang on, hang on. They don't have Christmas, and then the next line we were like, it explained it. It was funny. Okay, but I was totally I'm fooled. I'm glad the show keeps you on your toes. <laughs> I, I would have given the same response you did both times: the mistletoe and the Christmas. I was like, oh, uh, uh, how do I explain this on my Earth? And so I was with you. We're very gullible, I guess. Except. Caitlin obviously uses way bigger words than I would ever be able to pull out of a hat. There are some big <laughs> ones. Describing that. mistletoe and that yeah. sort of thing. Have yeah. you adopted some of her vocabulary in your in your life? Um, I don't think so. I think her, you know, sort of scientific doctor vocabulary is very 
occasion specific and fortunately I don't have uh, much of a use in my everyday life to talk about a carotid artery <laughs> and now, singularities. I, now I at least know how to say it correctly <laughs> and what were you shooting tonight Danielle? Um, I can't say but ah. it's going to be amazing oh my gosh while we're talking about things you can't say when are we going to see Killer Frost? oh I was going to ask that <laughs> uh, Again, I can't say. Obviously, I'm extremely excited about it. I love that they released that image a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, I think this season they're really focusing on the character, on, on Cisco's character and his vibing abilities. So uh, I'm not sure it'll be anytime soon. We love seeing vibe. And, like, you're next, though. You know, he's out of the way. Oh, well, I hope so. Fingers crossed. You never know. See what happens, what twists and turns the season takes. And Danielle, you were, you've just had a huge day. You did a huge day yesterday. I mean, you're working for like what 14 hours. How do you how do you like power up and yeah. get through it? What do you do to get through those huge days? Um, you're right. Today was a doozy. I think I, I think I've been at work since six. Wow. Um, it uh, a power nap. To be totally honest, I yeah. take naps at lunch, and we listen to a lot of music. I feel like that helps sort of keep everybody's moods and spirits up as well. Good. I remember last time you told us about the hand warmers that you put in your, your shoes, too, because it gets oh, really cold there. Every, everywhere. I have them taped around my body today, like around wow. my kidneys, around my back, everywhere to keep me warm. Wow. And, of course, Danielle, I'm just going to sneak in and say part of the reason I was here was uh, to um, cross-promote uh, your amazing and hilarious cameo in This Isn't Fun, and we talked about it at the beginning of the episode and um, and really excited to share it with your fans until they can find it on iTunes and I wanted to say thank you so much for doing it and being such a legend oh it's so fun it's so nice to get to do something that's a little bit different and definitely not a character you would ever see me play so she's very different than Caitlin Snow so fans <laughs> of The Flash might want to tune in and check her out uh, you're the best you're the best thanks Danielle well Danielle we know you had a really long day we really appreciate you joining us of course, my pleasure. I'm glad you guys are uh, tuning in and hopefully still enjoying the show. Loving it. Favorite yeah. show on TV every single week. <laughs> All right, we'll talk you to you guys. again in I'm one more year. To see tonight's episode. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's great. All right, thanks, Danielle. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Good you night. Too. Right. Bye. What a special Hi. anniversary. That yeah. was awesome. So good. <laughs> She's so sweet. Yeah, I know. That, that is pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. That she called in? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's like a huge day. Well, that shows uh, how much she cares about you, too, and how much she obviously respects you, uh, especially after that movie, I'm sure. I think also the show. I think she's just like, she's a really great ambassador for whatever she does, Danielle. Like, she's like super professional. She cares about, like, she's really invested people love to work with her for that reason so yeah and I mean, that's she, why I wanted to work with her you know right she talked about the vocabulary being different but when she came in I just remember thinking how similar she seemed just very sweet and endearing and like kind of like happy-go-lucky kind of girl so she reminds me of her character a little bit totally do we yeah. think that we're going to see more of Caitlyn J. Garrick happening I really as much as I was hesitant at first I really hope so because I think that they handled it so tastefully in the end with the like kind of awkward middle schooly like do we don't we ooh this is intimidating moment mm -hmm. uh, and then the mistletoe all of it I, I think he's a good fit for her he seems like such a gentleman and she's somebody who needs that uh, like somebody who isn't just 
like a, a mean dude. Yeah. Is he going to end up hurting her though? Because if he goes back, to, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's a more. Is there more tragedy in Caitlyn's future? Is the question. Isn't th- yeah okay good. Yes, it's drama. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that that we don't give enough credit to how much power the fans have of the show, and I think if people start uh, writing in how much they love Teddy and they love what he's doing on the show, I bet he'll stick around longer. Mm-hmm. And the longer he sticks around, the less hurt she gets. So the bottom line is, if you care about Caitlyn Snow at all, <laughs> then you will tweet about Teddy staying on the show. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to argue semantics. However, <laughs> Danielle did say that the kiss was their first step. Mm. So I wonder, like, what is, like, step eight, nine, and ten? Well, I think it also has to or be two. in stages because she can't move too fast. Mm. Although, like, people, I mean, imagine, like, the fans might not love it if she moves too fast on from Ronnie. You know, like, you got to, everyone's got, you got to, like, you feel that you got to, like, mourn. Right. you got to, uh, or it's It's a fine as, dance, yeah. Right. You know what it could be? It could be she might get attached to Jay, and then they have a good love affair. Then Jay dies by Zoom, hence she becomes Killer Frost, scorned by love. I still think Killer Frost is an E2 thing. I know, I'm just saying. I mean, if Uh, if it would be from this Earth, I think that would be the the, uh, catalyst, but I'm going to go with that. She turns evil? I... Yeah, I mean, I don't think she turns... I think there's going to be something in her where it just... She just snaps. Like, that's two loves. Killed. <laughs> I hate seeing women turn evil on any show because they ha- like get their heart broken. Though right. I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, well that's how Killer Frost. If that's the reason, if that you mean if that's the reason that, you hate the, it, yeah, right. the catalyst. That's true to the to the uh, con- the material. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's how Killer Frost. Killer Frost. She's a you know. But I know what you mean. Like scorned. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. people get their bro- heart broken all the time, and it's like only women on screen that we see. Right. Right. It's a bit of a co- it's a bit of a co- comic book world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like if it was going to happen, if she was going to be somebody who turned angry after a loss, it would have happened after Ronnie because she really loved him. Yeah. yeah, and although I know that losing a loved one is never obviously easy, I don't need to say that, but losing the same loved one twice, I kind of think is easier. You think huh. it would get easier? I think it would get harder. I think it's like she already mourned him and she already got over it. Oh, you're so talking like about losing she, Ronnie twice? Yeah, losing Ronnie. Oh, twice. I thought you meant like if she was to lose Jay Garrett, like another. Lover. No, I meant like the second time getting over Ronnie. I would like argue was easier than the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, though, I see what you're saying. Yeah, though I imagine the second hope was uh, more devastating. Uh, to me, I think it would be more devastating because like losing them once, uh, you're like, all right, that's a thing that happened, and then you get this hope that they're going to be with you forever because they come yeah. back in your life. And then they, you know, get sucked up into a hole and stuff. You also probably appreciate them more that second time, so yeah. the loss is greater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of people who lose loved ones, we finally found Patty Spivitt's backstory tonight. Yeah. Good old Patty. Roxy Patty. seems unsatisfied. It's not that I'm unsatisfied. I'm so skeptical of her. And I just keep saying, and I know this seems crazy, but because I love her and Barry, and if I just let myself love them, then I get completely swept away but then I remind myself you think she's evil at her core you think that she's from Earth 2 Roxy well she's not she says she is she does have a gun that could stop the flash shockingly out of nowhere where did that come from and and she figured out the thing about the teddy bear really really quick quicker than anybody else I'm telling you how did you get there so fast are you some sort of speedster like Jesse quick like Wells's daughter. Yeah, the way that she said, "Oh, I saw it in the teddy bear's eye." Yeah. It was like if it was a bit of a line or something. Mm-hmm. It's like she was she listening in, or and if Flash had not been there, she would have murdered Martin. Period. Just right. saying, I still have weird vibes about her. Mm, I don't know. 
Interesting. Uh, no, right? You know, I, mean, we, we, <laughs> I, mean, I think we're both on the same, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because we're like enamored with Patty and she's, she's so damn adorable. She is. But no, she's not. I can't see it. No. And she's officially the girlfriend now. Yeah. We're using labels, baby. That last scene was so cute with them. She comes in with the sweater, and she's like, I do want to finally tell you. He's like, that's the best present. And I was like, oh, my God, Barry, you're my boyfriend. I said that out loud, and you guys all looked at me like, this is the crazy girl that goes mad when her boyfriend dies. Like, this is her right here. But I thought that was so sweet. Yeah. It was, yeah. She and the ugly sweater. It's a good great look. Mm-hmm. Um, in the interest of time, we didn't need to now move into the Wally West story. Yes, please. It's kicked off for me the Barry Iris talk. I I bring it up because I really missed their closeness and mm. just seeing them have this like personal conversation. I felt like a part of me coming back to the show, being like, "Yes, this is what I've been looking for this season," and like uh, they gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. I I think that it could have been incredibly awkward with Patty and Barry and Iris looking in, but Iris is just so respectful of it and was very sweet and open. Yeah, and while we love all the characters the Cisco's and the Caitlin's and that's a like a core unit of the show this is the family unit it's mm-hmm. Iris it's Barry and it's Joe and like we got a lot of that tonight yeah. huge huge shout out to Candace Patton for tonight's episode I thought that her performance it blew me away yeah she crushed it she did I, I, I didn't even know that she that this was something that was inside of her I thought that she was flawless. Yeah. And when she was talking to Barry and when she was talking to Joe, I thought she was truly incredible. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought Joe was great tonight as well. He was. Like uh like the way that the arc they gave him, you know, with with finding out that he had a son. Mm-hmm. Like that was and then the and then giving um Barry the watch at that point. Yeah. That was really incredible. Interesting and I wonder how that's yeah. going to play out as we get to meet Wally more, but then when Wally turned up at the door and the look on father and sister's faces, I mean... yeah, I think that they made a really strange directorial uh, decision with Joe, though, when finally they do... Iris tells him, and he goes to face the window and faces away from her, which is something very typical we see on TV and movies, and he has that moment to the window. I don't think they trusted him enough in that moment. He's so brilliantly talented. I wanted to see him even if he wasn't connecting with Iris, disconnecting with her, but instead to have him towards the window, it just didn't it didn't sit with me the way that I wanted it to. It was such a weird time to turn away and to have like this monologue towards the window. Right. Well, we and saw that too that. with Barry the monologuing to Harrison Wells through the window. Well, that was a little so different. I like that. Through. Yeah. I thought that was, you like that? I, I did. That. Yeah, I, I love that moment. But he was having like that inner dialogue, but like spoken. Honestly, like the show goes cheesy because it's a comic book, and I love that about it. But this was too cheesy and like an unjustified way. For that me. worked for me. Really? Interesting. Oh, it really didn't work. What, about, what did you think? Oh, I would have. I, I was hoping that he he could hear him the whole time. I, I think he did. Yeah. I think he did hear him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought. I thought that that would have been that would have made it interesting enough. For me to, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was, it was a vehicle. To me, it was a vehicle yeah. to hear him talk about it. I agree that it takes it to another level. Um, but it's just uh, if it was le- more direct, I think I would have got more out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's just a level of camp that we've been seeing. Uh, regardless of how did you, of if you liked that actual through the glass kind of thing, how did you feel that he did finally say, I forgive you? It did. didn't I, affect you. It didn't affect me. That was hu- a huge yeah. moment for yeah. me. I, I've been waiting for Barry to realize that somebody else telling you you'll never be happy is not the same thing as never being happy. And he's he's using that as like a dead weight that he's carrying around. And I just want him to 
to fly. Solid performance too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was a good he did bring it. Like amazing yeah. performances tonight, all around. I really thought Cheers, so. Cheers, and I know around. we only saw Wally West for like a five seconds. Well, you have to hear from Michael Drew because this is his. This yes. is his flash. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> yes. This is your flash. All right, what'd you think? Ah, <laughs> uh, it was just when he when he the door knocked. Like <clears throat> I stopped. I stopped at the thing. I'm like, wait a second. What is and that when pose? he opened, I was like. It was just so like what an awesome entrance. He only said a few words, but I was like, "Damn, it's a good ass actor." This kid, oh, yeah. this agree. kid can act. What do we know about him? Do we know who is this guy? Like a newcomer? I don't know anything. He was about in him. Divergent, right? Was that, is that the film he was in? Uh, in terms of the actor, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was in Divergent. Okay, but he was in one of those, you know, um, Hunger Games, yeah, one new of the movies. Type. I no, yeah, I think stuff. he was not that Hunger Games, the Insurgent Divergent, Insert, the Shailene yeah. Woodley series. I think I remember. Yeah. I just okay. could see a young actor getting that scene and being like, "I'm getting being reunited by the, my father. I'm gonna be crying. I'm gonna choose some scenery. I'm gonna like twirl my mustache." Yeah. But it was just, like so subtle. Yeah, I, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, it really was. And he didn't show up really expecting anything. Mm-hmm. I, I like yeah. not just the character choices, but the the written word and that was, I thought it was really strong yeah. mm-hmm. and just the awkwardness that surrounded the scene it, it was fantastic yeah, yeah. the way Joe right. reacted Joe was like speechless mm-hmm. speechless uh, yeah. like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh it was great it was fantastic best uh, moment of the entire series oh, <laughs> strong words thrown That's down <laughs> guys I hate to cut us off but we are almost out of time we have to now talk about Dr. Zoom wait sorry Dr. Zoom 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah. it, it should be doctors. Well, yeah, it should be doctors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the doctor costume. We talked about Zoom still and writing Wells his dissertation and finding mm-hmm. out that Zoom, yeah, right. Zoom one is trying to like engage the Speed Force and Barry, make him stronger, and then steal his power. And now Harrison Wells is on board. What do we think? The day that he finally forgives him, the day that Barry looks at him and forgives him, is the day that he's going to betray, betray Barry. This is brutal. Um, I, I don't know what to think. It's, a, it's completely set up that way. Uh-huh. It's completely yeah. set up that way. He's finally going to trust him. He forgives him. He's like, we're friends. Oh, yep. Stabs him right in the back. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly set up that way. It's going to suck. Tari, so much attitude. Mm-hmm. No, because it's, it's, it's sad. Because Barry, Barry doesn't trust Easy, especially this whole season. He spent, like, really trying to trust people and get back in the, in the throngs of of like working as a team and the moment he trusts this guy he just turns away from him and it's like you would you would, he he would have been so much more successful if he had trusted Barry and the team but now he's going on zoom side but the, and, but the dramatic the dramatic irony is so good because we know that it's for the only reason that it is justifiable right the human, but the human reason for him is so strong and they really showed that oh, yeah. by having a ride in front of him taken away again and it's like well we feel sorry for him so we don't know. So that I mean, that's that's really good. That's right. a great yeah. point because that's a major difference between old Harrison Wells, yeah. who was only out for himself. This guy's trying to save his daughter, which right. is something that Barry, at the end of the day, will understand. So it changes the dynamic, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, about, and we're waiting to now find out. When does Barry find out? How does he find out? Yeah. For how long is it a mystery? And I know that this Harrison Wells is stubborn, but I couldn't help but think during that scene that had he opened up and told Barry and the group what was going on, that they could have saved the daughter. Why doesn't he? Because because well, Zoom is beating the crap out of Barry. Like, well, I mean, he, he and he probably fears for his daughter's yeah, life if, right. if he if he shares it, if he shares the information. Yeah, yeah. there's just such a comfortability in um, with Zoom and Wells. I really just want to know, like, why. 
Yeah, and what happened there, it's a it's a big question, especially because when he says tonight to Jesse, we were talking about this before, like, leave her out of it, she didn't do anything. What did you do, Wells? Yeah, what, I know. What? And, and right. Wells talking to Zoom, Wells is not scared of Zoom, Wells is scared of, like, what Zoom will do to his daughter. But yeah, he's right. like, no, one-on-one, like, they're not upset. Does he know who's behind them? Maybe he made Zoom. I mean, yeah, that's. I think that's what Jay Garrick had originally said, is that Zoom was a result of... Uh, of Wells's work. No, I mean, I, I mean, like authentically, not even like, like you he, know, okay. uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, like Frankenstein. <sighs> like he made Zoom. Yes, uh, I think he made uh, that's him. I think that's valid, especially since we had the whole thing with the Velocity Six, uh, and there were five failures, and it would explain why Jay was so uh, adamant about not using it mm. because it essentially could have created Zoom. God, yeah. we could continue the discussion for so long, and we want to online <laughs> on the YouTube comments. You can tweet us. Does anybody have any dire predictions they need to get off their chest before January twelfth or nineteenth when we get back? January nineteenth. Yeah, then I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> this isn't funny again. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 On iTunes. Cool. Guys, tell us where we can find you until then on Twitter. Uh, you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And please keep the conversation going because you know this is my favorite show and I will die without you guys. You can find me at Tari J. It's D-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And I will miss you. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew Michael E-A-L. Happy holidays. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Masters 1. What about you, Paul? I'm Paul Ashton. I'm at Captain C-A-P-T-A-I-N-P-A-S-H and at underscore this isn't funny underscore for the movie if you want to tweet us you can find this isn't funny on iTunes right now and Amazon and Google Play and all of those thanks so much for having me here guys thanks Thanks for coming Merry Christmas Christmas. thank you Danielle bye guys bye guys from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 